Hi, everybody. Welcome to Trek Trek. I'm your host, Justin Chang, and with me is Randy Nelson. Hey, Justin. How's it going? Uh, pretty good. Uh, work has not been super crazy lately. Uh, oh, that's good. Which is good, yeah. You finally caught them all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so Star Trek. Uh, I actually bought some Star trek stuff lately. Oh, tell me. Uh, Mega Bloks. Uh, oh, right. I might have seen something about this. Okay. okay. Yeah, they're releasing some Star Trek sets. Uh, their Mega Bloks is, you know, like Lego. Um, and they released three sets, I think. I only have two of them so far. Uh, I got the Kubros, which is like their, uh, you know, the pop finals. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like that, but they're made of Mega Bloks, like brick built. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So, so I'm, as you're telling me about this, I'm, I don't need to mentally visualize it because I'm looking at their site. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. So they have released Spock, uh, and I got, I got picked up Spock. Uh, and also I picked up the transporter room set. Uh, oh, yeah. That looks really cool. Which has a couple little figures in it. Uh, it comes with, uh, Kirk. And evil Spock, because the transporter room set is the mirror universe. Uh, oh, transporter yeah, room. with the sword through the earth. Mm-hmm. So cool. So, yeah, you get evil Spock, you get Kirk, and you get Scotty, although Scotty is kind of in mid-transport, so mm-hmm. he's just gold. And, <laughs> he's translucent. Yeah. He's very shimmery Scotty. Uh, yeah, so both of those are really neat. Uh, I'm not a... I'm more, much more of a Lego fan than a mm-hmm. Mega Bloks fan, but mm-hmm. I do like those sets. Uh, yeah. the third set that's out right now is the Klingon, uh, Battle Cruiser, I think. Uh huh. And, uh, yeah, I have not picked that one up yet. That does look really cool though. I'm, I'm looking at a picture of it now. And the Kubro looks, looks neat as well. Um, we'll link to these in the show notes. I'll drop some links in there to these so you can not have to take our word for it. Um, there's, um, so wait, the, the sets that you got were, you got the Kubros, mm-hmm. did you get, and you got the transporter room. What's, what else did you get? Did you get anything else? Uh, no, those are the only ones I got so far. So is there an enterprise, an actual enterprise? Yeah, that's coming out later this year. It's a mm. big enterprise, like original series enterprise. Mm-hmm. Oh, and it looks like they're also doing a TNG? Enterprise D, or is this like a fan creation? Uh, they released that a while ago. Ah, okay. I have that as well, but... Um, great, great. And a life-size Megablox captain's chair. No, I'm just kidding. No, they're not releasing that. <laughs> it would be very comfortable. I'm you wouldn't sure. have to worry. You wouldn't have to worry about getting to sit in that because no one would want to. <laughs> a hard plastic captain's chair. Oh, so these all look really cool. That's a, a good find. What did you get? Anything else? Uh, no. I, that's pretty much all the Star Trekky stuff I got recently. Oh, okay. Um, I have not gotten any Star Trek stuff. I'm actually still trying to make room for all of the figures that we've picked up at the toy shows. Uh, over the past year or so, uh, before I can actually display those. Uh, so nothing to report on that front. Although, um, we were both talking earlier today about, uh, something else that was Star Trek related and near and dear to our hearts, which is gaming. Uh, and there's a new expansion being released for, 
um, Star Trek Online. That is uh, is pretty interesting looking. It's uh, set in the uh, original series timeline, I believe. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, what is that called again? Uh, Agents of Yesterday. Agents of Yesterday. Uh, yeah, and it's it's uh, like characters and locations from uh, the original series. Uh, so yeah, I may finally have to play a bit of that, but I can't remember if uh, yeah, you, you don't actually have the ability to play it right now. Right? Yeah, I don't really have a PC that could run it. I mean, uh, maybe at some point this will come to console. Consoles. Or console. Yeah, hopefully. It looks fun, though. It looks fun. Um, I'm, I'm still waiting. So, so far they've let you, um, you know, it's kind of kind of TNG-ish uh, to begin with. And then they've had the Voyager uh, expansion, uh, now original series expansion. So, how about Enterprise? Yeah, what do you think? I, I, I think so. we'll, it'll eventually be around long enough that they'll say, you know what, Enterprise, that was pretty good. Let's <laughs> do an expansion based on Enterprise. Uh, this uh, Agents of Yesterday uh, expansion will have Walter Koenig in it. Oh, that's right. Uh, he's reprising his uh, role as Chekhov. Um, I also saw that um, James Dewan's son uh, is Chris Dewan. Chris Dewan, yeah, is going to be uh, on board to voice uh, Scotty, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. Like some some legacy going on there. Uh, it's a shame they couldn't get uh, uh, George Takei. He's a prolific voice actor now. Yeah, and and he's... He's going strong, and he was in the original series. Yeah, so it's it's a shame that he he's not in this, but yeah, still. Well, well you're definitely hearing his voice uh, all over the place. Like he's every time I go to the movies now, uh, he's in this Taco Bell commercial, right? Place before every movie, and it's it's kind of weird. For sure, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Um, the voice of Taco Bell, apparently. But um, yeah, uh, speaking of. Uh, well, I was talking about Enterprise. What do you think? Is it time to start season four? It's time. Okay. Uh, we're going to talk about Star Trek Enterprise season four, episode one, Stormfront part one. Or okay. Original air date, October 8th, 2004. And at this point, I think I was interning at PSM. Wait, what was the date again? October 8th, 2004. Oh, probably, yeah. Wow. So we this we've gotten to the point where we where Justin and I have met in real life. Yeah. Uh but we were not watching Enterprise. No. Or at least I wasn't watching Enterprise. I at, was not at either. that point. I had I had checked out a while back uh, in season one. Uh, but we are now. So let's let's make the most of it. The episode opens up on Trip and Mayweather in a shuttle pod, uh being shot at by P fifty one aircraft. In the skies above San Francisco, mm-hmm. uh, which is a direct continuation from the season finale of season three. Yeah, just months later. <laughs> In uh, case you forgot. Uh, then it's the opening credits. When the episode returns, uh, Archer is being held prisoner aboard a Nazi truck. The convoy gets attacked by the Resistance, uh, some, something called the Resistance. Mm-hmm. Uh, Archer tries to escape. And then he's held at gunpoint by someone who looks kind of like a Chicago gangster. Oh, yeah. 
So they're kind of already mixing a couple of time travel episodes from the original <laughs> series. Yeah. Uh, the one where it's Chicago in the 40s and the one where they encounter Nazis. Uh, meanwhile, on Enterprise, the senior staff is in the Situation Room listening to Winston Churchill. Uh, he's talking on a broadcast. And this confirms that Enterprise is 200 years in the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, elsewhere on Enterprise, Silic is sneaking around. How did he get on there? Yeah. That's Silic. Yeah, he's being all sneaky and cloaked and on the ceiling, <laughs> you know. Well, just being it, a regular old Suliban jerk. When time travels involved, you know the Suliban aren't too mm-hmm. far behind. Wow, and wait, do you think maybe we're going to see Daniels? Mm, I wonder. <laughs> Sorry, spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> On Earth, two, uh, two aliens dressed in SS uniforms are talking about how Archer is from the future and must be part of a temporal agency that is hunting them down. Uh, on Enterprise, Reed tells Paul and Trip that Hoshi has picked up communications about battles being fought in Virginia and Ohio, mm-hmm. which is odd because obviously the Nazis never got to North America in our timeline. Yeah, so it's clearly a alternate timeline. Or yeah. As far as we know at this point, it is. Uh, Flox is trying to cheer up Porthos in sickbay when a really messed up Daniels enters really messed up yeah he looks like don't be eating while you watch this <laughs> uh on earth archer is getting patched up by a woman named alicia travers uh she tells him it's 1944 and he's in brooklyn new york all right uh cut to the white house which is adorned with nazi flags okay so clearly fighting's going on and the nazis have kind of at least Taken over the East Coast. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the aliens shows a film to a SS official uh, in which alien weaponry is being used to destroy a building and a tank. Mm-hmm. Uh, the alien wants more resources to manufacture these plasma rifles, as well as to engineer a virus that targets non-Aryans. Creepy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, back on Enterprise in sickbay. Uh, Flux tells to Paul that parts of Daniels are over a hundred years old, while other parts are at an almost fetal stage. Ew. So, so <laughs> his whole body is time traveling. Basically, different parts of his body are time traveling at different rates. Yeah. Okay. Uh, later, Daniels is awake and reveals that he was the one who sent Enterprise back in time because the temporal Cold War is now an all-out conflict across time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daniels tells to Paul that she has to stop him, the mysterious oh. him. Okay. And so at this point, I was thinking, oh, well, it's the shadowy figure, you know, from the future, but... We'll find out if that's right or not. Yeah. Uh, in the launch bay of on Enterprise, uh, Silic surprises Trip. Uh, Silic manages to grab a phaser and shoots Trip. Uh, shuttle pod launches, and the bridge crew detects only one life sign aboard it, a Sulaban life sign. Uh, so they fire the phase cannons at the shuttle pod, which damages it. Uh, T'Pol assumes that the him Daniels was talking about is Silic. Okay. 
Uh, on Earth, Archer, now out of uniform and dressed in Alicia's husband's clothes, wants to get help from a gangster slash resistance member named Sal to get mm-hmm. information on the gray-skinned, red-eyed aliens. That's just such a, like, generic name. Sal! It's Sal. Yeah. Uh, it turns out that one of the aliens has been paying to get information on both the Nazis and the resistance. Hmm. Uh, meanwhile, Trip and Mayweather, uh, both of whom are clad in period-appropriate clothing, have tracked the shuttle pod down and are looking for Silic. Uh, Archer, Alicia, Sal, and Sal's buddy capture the alien who's been keeping tabs on the Resistance and the Nazis. Uh, Sal shoots the alien's hand to get information out of him. Uh, and Archer is upset at Cell's tactics, which I found interesting since Archer used torture last season. Yeah, I mean, he was, we've seen that he's willing to do anything uh, to complete his mission. And I guess, I mean, technically maybe they've saved the Earth, but you, you, you must be thinking, oh, well, you know, if this is going on, maybe, maybe you know, what we did hasn't kind of taken yet. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, maybe we haven't actually saved the Earth yet. Uh, the alien reveals that they are trapped and the Germans are helping them to construct a conduit so that they can go home. Uh, he also reveals that the aliens know that Archer is from the future and they detected his ship in orbit. Uh, a siren wails and Sal shoots the alien dead before they leave. Uh, as Archer et al. are chatting in the streets, they are ambushed by German soldiers. Archer and Alicia run down an alley. Uh, Alicia is covering Archer as he uses the alien's communicator to try to contact Enterprise. Meanwhile, Tripp and Mayweather are about to destroy the shuttle pod when German soldiers arrive. The soldiers infestigate the shuttle pod, and Tripp detonates the explosives. Uh, Tripp and Mayweather flee but gets surrounded by more German soldiers. Uh, clearly, they don't care about the timeline. They're just... I mean, yeah. I mean, this alternate time. They know it's an alternate time. At this yeah, point. I mean, I'm guessing that, that they think, well, once they resolve this situation, you know, things will go back to normal and none of this will ever have happened. Right. Kind of thing. Uh, on Enterprise, Hoshi has lost contact with Trip and Mayweather, but mm-hmm. she picks up a faint signal. It's Archer. Uh, hey, he's alive! Yeah. Uh, Alicia has run out of bullets, and the head uh, alien approaches with some soldiers. Fortunately, Archer and Alicia are transported back to Enterprise. And and, and he just, he like, doesn't he shoot at them? And he, like, just kind of keeps shooting? <laughs> he's like, after they vanish? Yeah. It's almost like he's never seen a transporter before, yet he's a time-traveling alien, so. He's just really upset. He's like, ah, oh, no, foiled again! Yeah. Uh, on Enterprise, everyone is happy to see Archer, especially mm. Porthos. Uh, Archer talks to Daniels in sickbay. Uh, Daniels tells Archer that the aliens are part of the most dangerous faction of the Cold War, and they're mm. led by a fanatic named Vosk. Uh, Vosk is responsible for this all-out time war, and Daniels sent Enterprise to this time period because this is where they can stop Vosk. Then Daniels dies. Hmm. Uh, meanwhile, Tripp and Mayweather are brought to Vosk. Vosk is overseeing the construction of the conduit as the episode ends. Mm-hmm. To be continued. Yes. And just a moment from us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, 
So, thoughts. Um, let's see, shall we? Well, I, you know, I think we talked about it on our last episode. I was definitely disappointed that we got thrown right into this and there wasn't a homecoming for Enterprise after an entire season of just all out, you know, wall to wall trying to save Earth from the Zindi. Um, but we got thrown into this. Um, and we have a new alien race that we've never seen before. Mm-hmm. Um, we seem to be, it, it's, this seems to be kind of an end game for the temporal cold war. Um, and I guessing they thought, Hey, we need to resolve this temporal cold war thing. Yeah. Um, yeah but it's, I don't know. It feels weird. It, it it feels really weird. And and like I said earlier, um it, they're very much drawing on um original series episodes, um, because original series, Enterprise Crew, you know, they encounter uh past Earth on multiple occasions, uh, including Nazis and uh and uh gangsters. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> so that's very uh, very familiar territory. Um and uh, I just time travel. It's just <laughs> so much time travel. I, I I know that you know this the series got you know kind of kicked off in a way with time travel with the Sulaban and the the mysterious shadow guy. And did we ever find out who that was? No, I don't Have think they've revealed the shadow guy yet. Yeah. So, anyways, I just feel like you know, obviously, time travel has been this linchpin of the series so far, but it's just there's so much time travel. Yeah. Anyways, those yeah. are my thoughts. It <laughs> it it just feels weird, and mm-hmm. you you need that breathing space between the end of season three and the start of season four, mm-hmm. and there's none of that, like you said. Well, they go I from mean, one conflict right into the next. I almost feel like, you know, not to, not to get too ahead of where we are in season four, but, you know, I almost feel like, you know, this almost would have, would have been better if, if this was the end of the season, but then you, you had, of season three, but then you had the end of season three. You had them destroying the Zindi weapon, you know, and thinking, oh, we're going home. Uh, but no, you know, we've been thrown back through time. So it's, I guess it, for me, it's a little bit of, um, it's just kind of like a weird beat, like a weird kind of um, a weird rhythm to things. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, it's a it's a weird way to start this season. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll get into it more in the next one. Yeah. We should just move on because basically these two episodes are one episode. Yeah, I mean we can we can do that. It's it's basically like like you were just saying. It's it's two parts of an episode. Uh, so let's take a little quick break, and then when we come back, we'll talk about Stormfront Part 2. Okay. UBN Friday on Star Trek Enterprise. I think it's a time machine. Imagine a war where time is a weapon, where alternate pasts and infinite futures collide, where one mistake can annihilate whole worlds. I can erase you from history. The time war is now Star Trek Enterprise. And we're back. Uh, we're going to talk about Star Trek Enterprise Season 4, Episode 2, Stormfront Part 2, original air date, October 15th, 2004. Uh, take it away, Randy. 
All right. So this episode starts out um, a direct continuation necessarily, uh, but it actually begins with a newsreel, an old timey World War II era newsreel with an old timey newsreel guy uh, delivering the news of the world. <laughs> kind of. Uh, we find out through this newsreel that uh, Hitler uh, is visiting the United States and basically being greeted as a hero and all around great guy. Uh, he visits, uh, the Statue of Liberty. Uh, he's in New York. He gets the keys to the city. Uh, he vows to, uh, deal a blow to all of the, uh, criminal bankers and such that have, you know, bankrupted America after the 1920s or something like that. Um, you know, there's a lot of undertones here. Of uh, what happened, what really happened in World War II. We got a little bit of that in, in the first part of this two-parter. Um, but after this, this newsreel runs, which, which has some kind of clever Forrest Gumpy, you know, like, uh, composite compositing going on to make it look like he's in the U.S. Um, we get the opening credits. It's really weird to start a Star Trek episode with this. Yeah. It, there's not one Star Trek element. If you didn't know that you were watching a Star Trek show, it'd be very confusing. What is this? It's an alternate history show on the History Channel, apparently. Uh, yeah, so coming back from the credits, we see the White House again, and it's uh, adorned with its Nazi imagery. Um, we find out, uh, through a meeting with Vosk and a Nazi general... Uh, that he has promised the Nazis a squadron of his uh, presumably alien uh, fighters uh, in exchange for the materials to finish their time conduit. Um, the note I made was, this is clearly a very tenuous relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not best buddies by any means. Um, on Enterprise... Uh, as they transported there in the first part of this two-parter, uh, we have Alicia... Uh, Travers and Captain Archer uh, having a, a discussion in uh, Ensign O'Malley's quarters. Ensign O'Malley was one of the crew members that was killed last season. Um, and she was the one that, that Tripp actually had to write the letter. Uh, she was an engineering ensign, I believe. Um, she had to write, uh, he had to write a letter to her parents. Um, while they're in, uh, the quarters, uh, Alicia sees, uh, a picture of O'Malley and remarks on how young she looks. Uh, Archer says that she died in battle at the age of 26. Uh, and Travers, she, uh, seems a little surprised and a little saddened that they're even in a couple hundred years in the future, there's still war. Uh, but Archer basically explains that there's no more war on earth, but there is war, uh, out in the stars. Um, we find out, uh, that even though he kind of gives her the option to return to earth in uh, any location via the transporter, uh, presumably somewhere where the Germans are in control, uh, she just has decided that she wants to return home more than anywhere else. Uh, she says she'll help them find Travis and Tripp. Uh, who they know have been taken uh, captive. Uh, but she wishes that the Enterprise would use its considerable power to just destroy Berlin. Uh, Archer tells her that uh, he actually uh, has uh, other ideas, basically. Um, and she tells him that uh, she's she'll go back, but she's not big on the idea of using the transporter again. Because in the previous episode, she said it kind of made her feel weird, I guess. It's really funny how 
throughout this series, they went from, oh, we'll never use the transporter. It's dangerous, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, we use it all the time now. Yeah, when watching this episode, I, I was thinking the exact same thing. And, and I, I, I feel like I'm going to give them a pass on it because it's almost like, well, it's not supposed to be used for transporting humans. But by this point, they've kind of used it so many times, they've realized, oh, it's got to be safe, right? Sure. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I'm being very lenient. Okay, <laughs> we'll play good cop, good transporter cop, bad transporter cop on this one. Uh, back in as I <laughs> the note I made was Nazi land. Uh, <laughs> Vosk and company are testu- testing their conduit uh, that is still in, under construction. Uh, Vos says he wants the prisoners, uh, being Trip and Travis, seen by a doctor, and that he doesn't think they're temporal agents after all. Uh, in holding, Trip wakes up, uh, bleary eyed, and notices something moving on the ceiling. Uh, turns out it's Silic, uh, who flew down in his in a shuttlecraft, and Silic drops on top of him. Back on Enterprise, uh, Reed has analyzed radio broadcasts from Earth. Uh, he thinks he's found out what happened uh, to make this timeline uh, timeline uh, deviate from uh, their own. It turns out that uh, Lennon, uh, not John Lennon, but the Russian guy, <laughs> was assassinated by a shadowy figure prior to the war. Uh, as a result, Russia never became a threat to Germany, uh, so the Nazis were able to focus... Uh, elsewhere hmm. uh, and basically move through Europe, take over uh, the United Kingdom and then move on to America. Like the man in the high tower. Yeah. Yeah. This is, this is definitely not the man in the high tower, but it's uh, the man in the high starship. Right. Yeah. Um, at that, at this point, uh, Vosk uh, hails the enterprise uh, he wants to meet with Archer. Uh, he transmits some coordinates uh, to the ship. Uh, Archer shows up uh, on Earth uh, at the the meeting uh, coordinates with some Makos. Uh, Vox Vosk rolls up uh, with his Nazi buddies in some German vehicles. Uh, they return Trip and Travis. It's it's all going a little too well. Uh, Vosk tries to convince Archer uh, that the temporal agents, uh, of which Daniels is one, are a shady bunch, uh, and that they are actually, um, uh, they're basically actually the bad guys, is is what I got from it. Um, He then implies that, you know, basically altering the timelines could actually be beneficial. So it's one of those situations of you know oh well you know who are you going to listen to you know from from each perspective you know one person could be the villain except he's wearing a nazi uniform (laughs) yeah yeah he's like oh maybe archer's from so far in the future he doesn't even know what this means yeah it's a little hard to agree with the guy wearing the nazi uniform that he's not the bad guy (laughs) (laughs) i swear i'm not the bad guy see hell or something it's like Um, um that mitchell and webb skit uh, where oh, they're, do you, I think I've seen that one. Where yeah. they're the Nazi officers, and then they realize that they're the bad guys. Yes, exactly. That would uh, be good viewing along with this, I think. Uh, Vosk should definitely watch that episode. Um, 
back on Enterprise. Uh, Trip and Travis and Archer and the Makos have returned. Uh, Phlox in sickbay is uh, checking out Trip and Travis to make sure they're all right. Uh, he reads his uh, medical scanner and looks a little startled uh, and kind of surreptitiously shows the scans to Archer, who doesn't say anything. Um, after uh, leaving uh, sickbay, uh, Archer has a conversation with uh, Trip and Travis about uh, what they saw when they were in Voss's facility. Uh, basically, through a kind of like the sequence, it turns out that Trip is actually a Sulaban. Um, he's not Trip. It's not that Trip's been one all along. It's just <laughs> this one isn't Trip. He's a Sulaban uh, and who escapes. Uh, he doesn't get far though because in the corridor outside, uh, the Makos stun him, and uh, his. Uh, disguise wears off, for lack of a better term, and we find out it's Silic. Surprise. Yeah, I, I wrote a note. it's the only one there, uh, there. Yeah. I wrote a note. Uh, did those Makos know that Trip was actually Silic in disguise before they shot him in the back? <laughs> yeah. Well, at least they stunned them, right? Yeah. Okay, back on Earth. Uh, we see Alicia uh, in a... I, uh, resistance hideout tending to a wounded Carmine from the previous episode. Uh, they talk about what's been happening. Uh, Carmine has actually uh, rifled through her coat and found uh, the communicator that Archer gave her before sending her back. And as a result, obviously, as most people would, he wants the truth. Uh, back on Enterprise, uh, in the brig, Archer is interrogating Selleck, who has come to. Uh, he wants to know what his mission is and what the deal is with this disc uh, that he has that uh, turns out to contain schematics of uh, Vosk's facility back on Earth. Uh, Archer thinks that the Shadow Man, so to answer my previous question, uh actually has sent Silic to retrieve this disc and somehow send it to the future. Uh, But Silic basically is like, you know, silly human, you know nothing about time travel, Archer. Uh, That's not actually possible. Uh, But couldn't he just, like, bury it somewhere and Shadow Man could dig it up in the future? You know, like Uh, in the time travel movies. Let's let's not think about that. Okay, let's not. (laughs) All right, well then, let's head back to Vosk's compound. Uh, where we see Trip wake up. The real Trip, we assume. Uh, Vosk contacts Archer uh, back on Enterprise and wants the disc of schematics returned. If they don't return it, he threatens to attack Enterprise with one of his patented plasma cannons, uh, the type he's making for the Nazis. Uh, and to prove he's serious, he fires a warning shot. Uh, it's a little more than a warning shot, though. Enterprise is actually damaged by it. So I guess it's more of a shot shot. Yeah. Uh, Archer uh, asks to Paul if she can see if the discs has any info that might be used to deactivate the shields uh, that are surrounding Vosk's facility. Uh, Archer heads back to the bridge to talk with Silic, and despite their uh, ongoing uh, animosity between the two of them, and the fact that Silic's tried to kill him on multiple occasions, they decide to team up. You know, enemy of my enemy is my friend kind of deal to defeat Vosk. Uh, In the transporter room, uh, the transporter platform, uh, the two of them are wearing 40s attire, uh, which is kind of fun. Uh, T'Pol tells them she's found out how they can get 
past the shields and lower the shields. Uh, and Archer tells her that 10 minutes after they've deactivated the shields of that, he wants the enterprise to destroy the facility to give them enough time to escape. Uh, back in Nazi white house, uh, general wants to use, uh, Vosk's squadron, uh, that he's been preparing to fight Americans who are, who are advancing towards them through the Midwest. Uh, Vosk says he will need six hours to get his squadron ready. Uh, but what he doesn't tell the general is that, uh, he's actually planning to use the conduit to travel back to the future before then. So he's going to screw him over. Of, of course. Cause he's an alien jerk Nazi. Uh, meanwhile, Trip frees himself. Uh, on Earth, uh, Silic and, uh, Archer have beamed down. Um, actually, at this point, uh, Silic is disguised as, um, a human. And, uh, fun fact, uh, it's actually the actor who plays <laughs> Silic without the makeup on. Silic actually, uh, compliments Archer, uh, for he and his crew, uh, tur- turning out to not be as violent as the as other humans, or at least the humans of this time period. Uh, you know, Archer has to kind of remind him that 200 years in the future, humans are not as violent as they were in the 1940s. Uh, Archer asks uh, Silic why he never teamed up with Vosk against Daniels and the other temporal agents. Uh, turns out, and... Uh, We'll see if this has has any bearing on later in the episode. But it turns out that uh, Daniels, uh, at one point, actually saved uh, the Suliban uh, homeworld from Vosk's race. So that's kind of interesting, I guess. We've just never heard of these guys before, uh, Vosk's people. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's kind of interesting, but kind of confusing that, that uh, this whole time, Silic was actually not going, was kind of, uh, yeah, anyways. <laughs> like, like he wasn't going to directly confront Daniels and the temporal agents because Daniels actually helped his people out in the past. He, I think the exact um, wording was something like he kept, the, that Vosk had traveled into the past to try to keep uh, the Suliban from ever gaining sentience and Daniel stopped him. Hmm. So that's kind of a big save in my book. Anyways, uh, Archer and Silic meet up with Alicia, Alicia Travers, uh, and, uh, team up with her and, uh, some of the gangsters, uh, back on enterprise. They overhear that the U S is, uh, rolling in to do battle with the Nazis on the East coast uh, to Paul. I, I thought this was a little odd. Maybe it's because she knows it's an alternate timeline, but to Paul actually wants to get involved and basically bring the enterprise in to help the Americans. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, um, what about her non-interference? Right. Um, but it turns out they can't uh, because the enterprise has been damaged. Uh, but yeah, my note was simply seems really weird <laughs> that that she'd want to do that. Oh, she's got new emotions from the trollium. True, true. Um, 
at the Vosk facility, uh, Vosk is giving a speech to his crew, basically pumping them up that they're going to win and they're going to get back to their time. Um, while this is happening, a, uh, old era car, uh, rams through the front gate and a firefight ensues. Uh, Archer and Silic, uh, near the facility, uh, but the door is locked. So Silic, using his, uh, genetically modified capabilities, uh, of course, slips under the door and into the building, uh, unlocking the door for Archer. Uh, once inside, they deactivate the shields, but of course, an alarm sounds, and there's another firefight. Uh, back on Enterprise, the ship enters Earth's upper atmosphere uh, to get a good shot at the facility. They're basically going to have to fly in and target it manually, uh, just like in the, the rip-roaring old days. Uh, Silic, uh, takes out a couple of Nazis back in the facility, uh, but as he's gloating about it, one of them ends up shooting him in the back a couple of times. Uh, Vosk wants to shoot Enterprise, uh, with the plasma weapon, but can't because it uses too much power. Um... He instead wants to use his squadron. Uh, the Nazi general is there and doesn't want that. He needs the squadron to battle the U.S. forces. Uh, the two of them argue, which results in Voss killing the general and his men. Uh, back with Archer and Silic, Silic ultimately dies from his wounds. So that's the end of Silic. Yeah, it's crazy that that's his ending. Like That he just gets shot by a couple of rando uh, Nazis. Yeah. Guys. Um, I mean, he was this longtime nemesis for Archer. Yeah, and that's, he just kind of went out with a whimper. Mm -hmm. Uh, Archer starts running, uh, but he runs right into Trip, who stops him at gunpoint. Uh, Trip, uh, thinks that, uh, Archer could be Silic, but then sees Silic's dead body on the ground. Uh, back on Enterprise, there are aircraft approaching, uh, Back on Earth, Archer and the rest of his crew flee. Uh, outside, he promises uh, Travers, uh, I'm sorry, Alicia, that he will reset the timeline so she can be back with her husband, who's been out uh, at sea during the war. Uh, fighters attack Enterprise, but they don't pose any real threat. However, the same time we see that dive bombers uh, using alien technology are attacking the Enterprise and causing damage. Uh, back in the facility, Vosk is powering up the conduit. And just at this time, Enterprise targets the facility manually. Vosk steps into the con conduit and the time travel field, for lack of a better term, just as it explodes. And we get a great shot of Vosk screaming, no, as he dies. <laughs> uh, back on Enterprise, uh, Archer finds himself in this weird kind of Almost like the Sphere Builders environment with, uh, with kind of the pink clouds and such, uh, with Daniels, who's alive. And, uh, he tells Archer that they did it. They prevented the war. Um, and everything kind of starts falling back into place. We see all kinds of crazy imagery of dinosaurs and, you know, old timey things, uh, coming back in. Uh, and then Archer, uh, is back on present day enterprise. Uh, Hoshi on the bridge is picking up broadcasts from lunar colony one. 
who we heard about in a, a, a previous episode, and in addition to other orbiting facilities, uh, Earth and Vulcan ships both arrive to escort Enterprise home. Finally. Yeah. Finally, they the can go home. The episode. Um, this episode, uh, well, these two episodes, uh, I wouldn't say they're of no consequence, but because, mm-hmm. you know, it's an alternate timeline, you know, everything's going to get reset at the end anyway. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like I said earlier, I think they, it just feels like they really wanted to hurry up and wrap up this story. Yeah. They had this temporal cold war. Like you said, they start with the temporal cold war and then they're Back like in season one. Then they're like, oh, we're done. Mm-hmm. This is where it stops. Um, yeah, I made a note that this would have been a good way to end the season uh, mm-hmm. because it's a reset point for the show. Right. They can, exactly. So it's really weird that they started the season this way. Yeah. So I think, you know, clearly they're trying to wrap that up so that like, they could, like you said, reset. I'm guessing I'm I, and I'm hoping that what we're going to see from here on out and in, in the rest of the season is 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 new things, completely new things, because we've not only dealt we the Enterprise crew has not only dealt with the Zendi weapon um, and the fate of Earth, but they've also dealt with the temporal Cold War. Mm-hmm. So they've seriously they've wrapped up two huge things. I mean, those are the two overarching storylines of the whole of the first three seasons yeah uh i mean obviously other things could come into play but yeah those are the two major ones the two big ones yeah so i'm wondering uh wondering where we go from here um i'm still you know very excited to to see what happens i've heard nothing but good things about this final season um but it was definitely an odd way to start the season yeah it's it doesn't give you a sense for where this season is going at oh, all. Oh, not at all. It, no, it is no. a direct continuation from the third season. And mm-hmm. really, this should have just been tacked on to the third season. The end of the third season, yeah. Um, because, you know, all we know right now is, or is, is Enterprise has finally made it back to what we're assuming is the correct Earth. Right. I really hope they don't get to Earth and find out it's, like, run by... Uh, dinosaurs <laughs> you know what i mean like what's gonna i mean at this point anything could happen right surprise you're on the mirror universe oh hey wait <laughs> yeah but um you know uh it, it 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 wasn't a bad way it wasn't a as as a standalone episode or like as a two-parter it wasn't a bad way to end the the temporal cold war it was just in a weird place it was in a weird part of a season yeah it was a weird way to write out silic though uh-huh um, yeah this major villain from episode one yeah um you know it, it, it was very rushed feeling mm-hmm. the, the, the whole thing so uh yeah but um i'm excited to see what happens next yeah i'm I'm looking forward to what happens next, but I felt very underwhelmed by these first two sure. episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. So, come on, Enterprise. I mean, I gotta say... did a lot of great stuff last season. Yeah, season mm-hmm. three was very strong, but season four is not off to a great start. Well, well, we'll be back to uh, to talk about where it goes. Yeah, the next two episodes we're going to talk about are Home and Borderland. Ooh. So, yeah, home. They go home, I assume. (laughs) It's just going to be really boring. Everyone's going to take a shower and go to sleep. (laughs) 
they go to that club that they talk about all oh, the time. Oh, yeah, maybe we'll get to see that. I, I've got a lot of things in mind of what could happen, so we'll have to see if it actually plays out. Um, right. But, yeah, thanks for listening, everybody, and we'll talk to you then. All right, see you around. Star Trek Enterprise. It's good to be home. They've returned for the biggest event of the season. Mother, he's your fiance. A Vulcan wedding for better, for worse. You really believe that a human and a Vulcan can have a future together? Till death. What if I declare the call to fee? A fight to the death.